Hello and welcome to this episode of Radio Free HPC. This is the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and other tech topics. I'm Dan Olds, joined as always by our co-hosts, Henry Newman from Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and Jesse Lanham, our millennial standout co-host. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another fine and scintillating episode of Radio Free HPC. I'm Dan Olds, as always, and as always, joined by our cast. We've got Shaheen Khan out there. How you doing, Shaheen? Oh, excellent, Dan. How are you? I'm okay. We've got Jesse Lanham in the heartland at Purdue University. Hello, hello. And up in the cold, great white north, we have Henry Newman. What is up, Henry? It's melting, Dan. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, good. It's not spring, though. You're still eight or nine snowfalls away from that, right? Possibly. There's always hope, Dan. Well, and Jesse, are you considered heartland or? I think so. Indiana. Because we're definitively Midwest. But also East Coast. But on East Coast time, yes. But, you know, when you talk about Indiana, it always brings up Hoosiers to me. That would be someone who's from Indiana, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just not along with that statement. Do you, you see Larry Bird all the time? Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it goes yeah. to the bagel shop. He's just hanging around? Okay. Hanging out. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Well. Are the bagels good? Oh, yeah. Because Larry Bird's there, obviously. Well, yeah. But also, that kind of indicates East Coast. Because West Coast, you know, I guess. Fine. Can... Let's reset this. Cornbread shop. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking about Cornbread Maxwell, who was <laughs> no. a fine guard for the Boston Celtics way back in the day. Uh, we're just trying to avoid talking about supercomputing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let me go ahead and subtly transition us there. Speaking of cornbread, <laughs> I got a briefing this morning on the new El Capitan Lawrence Livermore system. And it is going to be something to behold, folks. Do tell. Yes, I'm okay. very interested in Dan. Okay. First of all, the big announcement today is not that the system is going to be a system. We all knew that. What they announced today is the winning architecture for it, CPU and GPU. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that is a big deal. It's embargoed for a little bit, but the embargo will be clear by the time we finally push through this episode sometime in October. In fact, the system may be installed. <laughs> the system may be accepted before we push through this episode. Let's hope not. We love our production times. We do. It's going to be installed in late 2022 and accepted in 2023. What they did on this procurement, which is something Henry's probably aware of, is used a mechanism in order to put off the selection of the processor and accelerator units until as late as possible in the process. So when you say mechanism, what do you mean by that? It's a type of contract. Oh, okay. Kind of contractual mechanism so that Got it. they could put that off as late as possible. And they say that that's paid great dividends. This thing is going to come in at $600 million, wow. which is a Toasty. pretty solid number. What's the peak performance? I haven't said yet. I see. Well, then it may not be a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming that includes all the cables and monitors and all that kind of stuff, too. Like license and insurance. And yeah, yeah. I, and the undercoating. Destination fees. Rust proofing. <laughs> all of that stuff. Right. So I'm assuming that's an all-in deal. So, Dan, what are they going to do for I.O.? Because different chips have different I.O. configurations. Well, let's talk about the chip first. It is going to be, drum roll, the AMD Epic Genoa. 
Not heard of that one. Mm. Okay. That is going to be a standard product, which is different from Frontier, which is going to be using a custom processor from AMD. And it's going to be using AMD Instinct GPUs as accelerators, Radeon Instinct. All right. Estimated performance, greater than two exaflops, 10x faster than the fastest system today. Two exaflops peak or? Two exaflops peak. How does that compare with Aurora and Frontier that are also in this whole exascale class type of deal? I think it's going to be... I don't think they've determined exact configuration either, have they? I'm, I'm not sure that's out there, but I'm believing this is going to be the biggest by a significant margin. Ah, okay. And it's going to be 16x faster than Sierra, which I believe is still the number three system, number two system on the list. It's also one of the stats they threw out. It's going to be 10x faster than today's fastest supercomputer. It's going to be faster than the top 200 combined on the top 500 list. At the moment, right? Whoa. At the moment. Mm. It has an interesting on-node interconnect that links four GPUs coherently and very fast to the CPU. Sort of an NVLink kind of thing. They call it Infinity Fabric, I think 3.0 or Generation 3. And these new GPUs are going to have extensive mixed precision. Really? Oh, right. Hmm. Yes. So what precision levels? So 16, 32, 64, what's the plan? There's a whole movement towards dynamically varying precision. With extensive, and they didn't get into specifics, I'm going to speculate it goes down to eight. So he said dynamic precision. What's will the arithmetic table will be? No, will, no, that was yeah, Shaheen well, saying that. Yeah, I know he said that, but will the arithmetic to be IEEE, Dan? Oh my, don't bring up IEEE floating <laughs> point to me. You know I hate that. That's you a wrecked crime. a perfectly good recording session. It's a crime against nature, Henry. It doesn't obey the laws of math. You know it, I know it, the American people know it. Don't get anyway, me started. So anyway. I will, will comment that if you have a dynamic Mentissa, an exponent, it is extremely difficult to test. We're not saying dynamic. No, I was saying that. Shaheen said dynamic. Jean well, Shaheen doesn't dynamic. know. Sure, of course. Hey, what do I know? Yeah. Well, I'm just... Yeah, what does he know? <laughs> yeah, he knows nothing about this. I'm wondering why there are three E's in IEEE. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good point. Uh, but let me get back to rationality before I go off on a rant. The other thing that was really interesting is that the contract calls for the power to be under 40 megawatts. They believe it's going to be substantially under 40 megawatts, probably closer to 30. Wow. Huh. That is a big number. That's a big deal when we started talking about exascale 10 years ago. Yes. I mean, they were there were numbers out there up to 60 in some cases. That's neat. And to get to two exaflops, something close to 30. Wow, this is a big jump in processing power. Yes. And power per watt. So all of that has to be coming from that instinct GPU. Yes. They were talking about that being responsible for about 90% of the flops. Now, just to make sure, when we say 2 exaflops, we do mean 64 bits, right? Yes. Very well. I'm reassured. We're not playing in, not we're not playing in Jensen flops. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the shading on the conversation was interesting, too, that, as I mentioned, they pushed out the decision on the CPU-GPU as late as they could. And the big deal here, I think, as always, is that the government looks for the best performance per price. 
And according to the spokespeople on the call, AMD looked best under that criteria by far. Well, if you want to install it in 2022, you want something that's already defined. And among the chips that are already defined right now, Geno actually, as of last October, was still in definition phase. Mm -hmm. Like when I was at Hot Chips, they had obviously Naples and Rome and Milan was coming, but Genoa was on the whiteboard. But doesn't this tell us that Roadmap versus Roadmap AMD is well ahead of Intel? I believe so. They, they are. And IBM, for that matter. Well, right now, I don't think they have much competition. Really, every other no. deal that I hear about, if not, in fact, every deal that I hear is AMD. But what's and different what is it here? Yeah. Real, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say what's different here is that it looks like using the AMD accelerator, the Radeon Instinct was exactly. also a slam dunk. Exactly. With their interconnect, with their on-node interconnect. Exactly. And that was also the story with Frontier. In fact, Genoa was rumored to be the CPU of choice for Frontier when that got announced. And Frontier was announced to be top-to-bottom AMD, so you knew it was going to be whatever GPU they come up with. So yes, LCAP is putting that in ink, basically. Only difference is that Frontier's a bespoke processor from AMD. So what is also interesting to note here is going back in history, remember the runway for the Opteron and look at this Epic processor. Its runway is right at the limit now, and hopefully AMD will have something beyond this. But hopefully there's going to be competition because it's always good. Well, and, and that was my point from just a little bit earlier is that AMD isn't, um, they, are, they are building their position with the Instinct Fabric interconnect around the GPU mm-hmm. and with their GPU performance. Right. So they're not dropping the ball. Right. And presumably the big fabric is Slingshot, right? Yes. Okay. So the image is forming. Slingshot Fabric, Genoa CPUs, Instinct GPUs. Their uh, Infinity Fabric third generation. For onboard CPU GPU connection. Yes. And that changes up our GPU to CPU ratio. It's a four to one. Four GPUs per CPU. Yes. Wow. There's got to be a lot of bandwidth to get the data in and out. Yes. I would expect that this must top NVLink. Yes. Well, in that time frame, you'd hope so, right? It would also, have to. Yeah. The speeds need it. The other thing is that. And this also was rumored to be 7 nanometer plus. Yes. I No discussion on that. Yeah. When it first was mentioned, the last AMD pitch positioned 7 nanometer plus as what comes after Milano. I would imagine that that's Genoa then. Must be this chip. They have Genoa on the slide. Okay. As an SP5 platform in definition phase. Okay. And the slide that I'm looking at anyway, which is as of just a few months ago. Let's see what other I'm looking at my notes here. Also, next generation high bandwidth memory as well. And that's on the Instinct GPU. That's right. I heard about that. Yeah. And they say that was designed from the ground up for HPC workloads and AI. Is that DDR5? Unknown, Henry. Okay. The other thing signaled in this call is that they're working very closely with HPE and Cray on software, on package management, things like that. They are going to be using SPAC package management as part of it. Everything about that call just said that they are Siamese twins on this system. No offense to the Siamese. Really? Co-design. Or twins. (laughs) Big offense to twins. Thanks, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was also part of the pitch saying that the system's highly adaptable 
to enterprise and smaller HPC systems. That was HPE making that point that it's it's going to be a very solid design for other workloads. Very nice. Did not discuss node count. They didn't talk specifics in terms of frequencies. This is going to be direct liquid cooling, which is putting water blocks on the CPUs and GPUs, maybe memory. So they're using water, not some kind of other. Oh no, there'll be there'll be a special fluid. It's a liquid, but it's not an immersive, a liquid coolant. That was my point. Okay. I'm just using water as shorthand for whatever formula they're using. I think Henry would like olive oil. Yeah. No. Seven Eleven slushy, please. <laughs> No, that a would, slushy would be that, good. That would be wasteful. A slushy is not a bad no. idea. <laughs> slushy, I'm good with. Olive oil, I'm bad with. It's wasteful. And we already have slushy machines. Yeah, see? This... That we can just run it back into to ice it up again. There you go. That's going to be my next system. <laughs> it's going to be slushy-based cooling. Great job. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Every system comes with its own dispenser. Exactly. And if you siphon a little bit of that off to yourself, who would know? You just pour a little more mix in. <laughs> Very nice. So that is a very cool thing. We will report more information as we get it, but it's going to be quite the sporty little system there. Very nice. Impressive. Good job, AMD and Cray. Yeah. Excuse me, HPE. It's not Cray. Cray, an HPE company. Yes. Well, you know, I have said this before. I'm going to say it again in this forum. HPE should rename itself Hewlett Packard Cray. Seymour Cray will be in very good company with Bill Hewlett and David Packard three of the greats in this industry. True. Plus the company would spell HPC. Oh, 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 I see. Yes. Good. Good. There you go. That's a move. Could also rebrand as HP plus the C. <laughs> or do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so moving right along. Quickly. Quickly. One of the other. Moving along quickly, Henry. <laughs> At fine pace. Henry in the background. Swiftly, swiftly. Got a hard stop in 48 seconds. <laughs> Henry Newman, this next question is to you. Are there any reasons why nobody should ever be online ever today? Yes, there's a really good one. You might remember the ultrasonic tests that were done in the early 2000s showing that if you used a heavy bass or high-pitched noise that you could get hard drives to skip all over the drive and read bad data and stuff. Well, the latest one is ultrasonic hack to get your phone to wake up and to start reading your text and email messages through various assistants, whether it's Android or Apple. And then someone... Since well, how handy. Someone is reading those and then <laughs> whatever your wife says or whatever your boss tells you to do or your bank or your whatever gets all that data. Wow. Interesting. Again, how do we spin that into a feature? <laughs> I'm not so... I guess, I'm not... Is there... it's, it's unclear to me, Dan. Well, somebody read your notes for you. So that was a benefit. I guess. That's true. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I don't think it's going to end well for a lot of people. Well, generally, if it's got an IP address, it's attack surface. Yes. Yes. Which is why you shouldn't be connected to the internet. I've been saying that. Ever. <laughs> for years. You know, and what Henry just said about not being connected to the internet reminds me of a quote from Abraham Lincoln, who said... Did you read that in his blog? Abraham, yes. Abraham Lincoln said in his blog that people shouldn't believe everything they see on the internet. Really? This is true. <laughs> No, yeah. I always said, I thought yeah. he said if it was on the internet, it must be true. No, that was Einstein. <laughs> that was William Taft. <laughs> that was Taft, yes. 
our fattest president. So, everybody hears that sound in the distance. That now familiar sound, which means, can only mean, it's time for the catch of the week. Jesse, what do you got? So NASA has opened up astronaut applications. Woo! Are you in there? Yes. You got your so, name in there? I, I did apply. I don't have the necessary prereqs, but we're practicing the paperwork. So civilians can apply through USA Jobs, and if you're in the military, you apply through your individual branch. But this is recruiting for Artemis-era astronauts, so it's a really big deal. And they are open through the 31st. Jesse, I'm highly skilled in Photoshop, whatever... Whatever you need in terms of credentials, I can create them. I'm also putting your spin along with Shaheen. We can spin up whatever classes you need or qualifications, I'm sure. <laughs> Professor Shaheen's. What do you got, Shaheen? Well, I'm going to go back on AMD. So uh, Tom's Hardware had an article. It's not, as statistics go, it's not like the most detailed, but it was indicative. So it says that AMD GPU shipments up 22.6% in Q4. Hoo-hoo. NVIDIA down 1.9%. Now, this is oh, oh. this is shipments. This is based on a different base. Yeah, consumers in here. Also, really small base going big versus a really large base yes. essentially remaining constant. Yes. So you don't want to read too much into it, but I think what you can read into it is that GPUs are no longer a single-player game. No. And we've been predicting for a while that competition is going to start arriving and people are going to have to take a look at these things. And of course, AMD has been hitting on all cylinders. So it's a very interesting and important disruption in the market in my mind. Absolutely. Henry, you got a catch? I do not. I, I, I Empty net I again. I spend all my time looking up security problems. But I've got one. Okay, go for it. So let me go ahead and rescue you. I'm afraid of this and it's bees. Recent article in science has found that bees can count to six. Oh, can they? That bees recognize that six is more than four, which makes me think they probably know six is more than five or three or two or one or zero. So what that gives you, and tell me if my math is right, but bees are essentially a six-bit processor. Well, is this old bees or is this one specific bee that went to school a lot? No, no, no. These are the average honeybee. Oh. The average honeybee can count. Hmm. Yeah, the average honeybee understands the difference between numbers up to six. Well, that explains why the beehives are all hexagonal. Does that mean they're a six-bit processor then? If you can only count to six, you need three bits. Okay, so three-bit processor. And the average hive size is 50,000 bees. So you're talking about 150,000 bee bits in a hive or something like, what would that be, 19,250 bee bytes? There are 90 million beehives in the world which means in bee bites, we're talking about something like 1.78 quintillion in processing power. That's something to be afraid of. I don't want bee bites in any form, Dan. I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> I know. I know. If they got together and they started processing, this scares the hell out of me. That's one way to protect your data, too. Bees. It is. But can you imagine bee-powered supercomputers? It's a new buzz. <laughs> They'd be louder. Can we, can we harness them? Should we harness them? Or is that a step too far? Data center is just as deafening. Well, I don't think it's a data center. I think you just run some InfiniBand between some hives. Oh, fair point, fair point. Keep, <laughs> keep in the wow where they belong. 
Yeah. Well, I think the interconnect is called Beeline. <laughs> I'm both frightened and amazed by this. On that note, let's go ahead and call this an episode of Radio Free HPC. Thank you all for listening. Let us know what you think at our email address at podcast at radiofreehpc.com or on the Twitter at Radio Free HPC. Thank you. Bye-bye. Boom. And there you go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. And as a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thank you for listening. <laughs>